Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe, y'all. There are only 20 calories per serving, no added sugar, and it's infused with stuff I like, including mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, which really helps me to relax after a high-energy day. Recess Mood has four delicious flavors to choose from. My personal fave is Strawberry Rose. If one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol, this is the way. Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast, a space where the healing, liberation, and well-being of Black women is centered and prioritized. My name is Bree Mitchell, and I am not only the host of the show, I'm also the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care as well as a self-care advocate. Here, I share tips, thoughts, and conversations that are cultivated to pour into your self-care cup. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I am so glad that you are here because today, yes, it is Friday. It is the first Friday of the month and we are going to go ahead and kick off another F the Cubicle Friday episode. I got a really good and juicy one for you today. I am speaking with the founder of the Sugar Shack Collection. She is also my friend. Her name is Aisha Shacker Wright. And we're going to go in deep, y'all. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things that pertain to running a business as far as why why it was important for her to create a life of freedom, what that looks like, what that feels like. Um, We're going to be talking about how she is thriving, y'all, after experiencing a traumatic brain injury. So, And actually also how that, now that I'm thinking about it, how that injury led her to finding her passion for her brand, which enabled her to start her business, which honestly, guys, is really taking off, like not taking off. It has taken off. Okay. Sometimes we look at external, you know, things and and spend weeks, months, years trying to figure out what our quote unquote passion is. Um, What kind of business can I start? What am I supposed to be doing? Sometimes the answers will come just in the day-to-day living that we do. So she took this traumatic brain injury and she flipped it into something positive. And, um, well, you know what? I will let her tell her story. So I want you to go ahead and listen to that. We're also going to be talking about, for her, why money is not the most important benefit of her business. And also, we're going to be talking about the sacrifices she made, too, along the way. So this is a chock-full episode. So if you are considering starting a business, like, this is why I'm doing F the Cubicle Fridays, because I know a lot of us, we have entrepreneurial tendencies. We have side hustle tendencies. We want more out of life. We don't necessarily want to be... uh, 
necessarily just doing a nine to five. We want to have multiple streams of income. Sometimes we want to step away from the cubicle and do our own thing. And that's why I want to have episodes like this so that you can hear the real, the raw and everything in between the ups, downs, highs, lows, etc. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode, y'all. I'll see you on the other side. My name is Aisha Shacker Wright. I am affectionately known as Sugar, and I am the founder and CEO of the Sugar Shack Collection. Um, at the Sugar Shack, we manufacture and specialize in aromatherapy, and we infuse aromatherapy into lots of skincare and bath and body products. And I just, I absolutely love what I do. Uh, it doesn't feel like work, you know what I mean, when you absolutely mm. love it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that's what I'm currently working on right now. And that's how I'm growing and what I'm, I guess I, can, I, I would say like my day-to-day, that's what that looks like, just being engulfed in manufacturing these skincare products because I know it's really, really important. I love it. I love it. All right. So we were having a conversation, you know, Sugar and I, we typically have a conversation. We try to check in once a month Mm -hmm. just to say, hey, girl, hey, you good? Mm -hmm. Is you good over there? What's going on? What you working (laughs) on? What's good? You know? Mm -hmm. And so we ended up talking about some things business wise, and it led to talking about just how what we not going to (laughs) do and what Uh she not going to do, right, is is take what our ancestors sacrificed for and roll that into us being enslaved by our businesses because it's absolutely right. So in other words, trading that nine to five, in other words, trading that nine to five burnout and transferring it over to, okay, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to burn myself out in my business instead. Like burnout Mm -hmm. is burnout. It might look a little different and sound a little different from, being an employee to building your own business or being in the middle of, of running this huge business. But burnout is burnout, baby. Burnout True. is burnout. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to ask you, um, first of all, I don't even think we mentioned this. I think, um, I don't think we did. How long have you been running the Sugar Shack? So the Sugar Shack actually officially made five years in June of 2021. So it has been five beautiful years wow. <laughs> that I have been running the Sugar Shack. I've been an entrepreneur for seven, but, mm-hmm. but the Sugar Shack, it's been five years. So I'm wow. pretty proud of that. Yeah, that's that's definitely worth celebrating. Shoot, because a lot of businesses don't make it past year one or year two. typically. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's amazing. So... Speaking of burnout, let's go ahead and get this conversation going. Like, can you tell us what what does a typical day? I'm going to ask you two questions. What does okay. a typical day look like for you now? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to also ask, and and how was how was that different from you know when you were in like startup mode years one and two, where usually when you're in that in that space, you're doing pretty much all the things. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. Okay, um, so I'm going to answer your question, but I've got to give a little bit of backstory so that way when I answer the question, it makes sense. Okay, yeah. When I first started, um, I was doing all of the things. <laughs> I did not have money to hire not near production assistant, <laughs> not near <laughs> photographer. Um, so I was doing everything. Now, I will be honest with you, and I understand that I am an anomaly. Mm-hmm. It literally does not feel like work. Um, Mm -hmm. I am literally operating in my life's passion. So Mm. that being said, I would wake up in the morning, um, say it was, well, actually the first year I was nocturnal because my son was really small at that time. Mm -hmm. So I would probably be up from about 11 p.m. to about like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. And then I would sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that switched back around and I like, came back to the land of the living, <laughs> I would get up at, I mean, as early as four. I mean, I still get up early now. I woke up this morning. It was just a little bit after five, but I'd get up at like four. And at that time I was working outside of my house. So I'd get up at four. My son would be asleep. I would run downstairs, 
you know, I'd get started making whatever it was that I was going to make. And I'd probably be working till about maybe 9, 30, 10. And then I'd start hearing these little footsteps coming up. There. And he's like, Mom, are you down here? And it's so Aww. funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right here, baby. What do you want breakfast? And then I would stop what I was doing, you know, acknowledge him, give him a few minutes of love, get him kind of situated because he stayed home with me. Um, he's seven now, but he stayed home with me until he was about three and a half. And then I put him inside of a private daycare that was um, in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So he was like thugging it out with me in the beginning. So he understands what this life looks like. But yeah. um, he'd come down and I'd stop, acknowledge him, give him his breakfast. And then I'd get right back to it. And then before I know it, he'd be coming back, mom, I'm, can I have a snack? And I'm like, sure. And I always made sure I put all this stuff what he could, that he could reach like at the bottom of the pantry. So that way he could just open the pantry door. He could go in there. He could get a bag of cookies. Oh. He loves applesauce. So he could get a, <laughs> a container of applesauce. And then all he would have to do is bring it to me so that I can open it. Like I tried to make my, my life as a mompreneur as easy as I possibly could, because I knew that I had work to do. You know what I mean? Yes. And so um, he'd come for a snack uh, again for dinner and then next thing next thing I know, it's like 10, 30, 11, 30 at night, sometimes midnight, and I'm um, still working. And then I'm like, okay, let me get this child in bed. Okay, let's brush teeth. Let's go to bed. And then I would wake up the next day and do it all over again. And I never felt sleepy. I never felt tired because there was this burning desire inside of me. It wasn't like I have to do all of the things, but it was like an indescribable feeling like I would be in the shower and I'm sorry if this is TMI y'all I'd be in the shower and I'd be thinking about fragrances and color blends and just different combinations like I was literally like living eating sleeping and breathing skincare products and that Mm. was just it was so fulfilling for me so I never felt sleepy I never felt like oh my god I don't want to do this I never felt that because I knew that I was walking into my passion because I didn't, when I was younger, I never Mm -hmm. said, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur and, oh, I want to be in the skincare industry. Like this took me by surprise. So Mm. the fact that I'm able to walk in it this way, Mm -hmm. I knew that it was just, it was authentic passion and that literally kept me going. And then when I felt like, okay, I'm a little tired, I'll probably take a couple of hours and get a little rest. And that's what I would do. I've never really been much of like a TV watcher. So Mm -hmm. you would never really catch me just like binge watching a whole bunch of shows or nothing like that. Unless it was like, you know, family movie night or something like that. And then even then they would have to get on me, get off of your phone. They would take my cell phone, put the phone (laughs) away because then I'm researching, I'm learning. I want to know all about business. I want to know this. And so it was just this time where I was a sponge and I was just doing everything. And I was, I mean, I can't even say that I had a day off within like the first probably two years. Like, I don't remember actually Mm -hmm. taking like a day off. Okay, so that's what it looked like then. (laughs) And then I did hit that brick wall, that burnout, that, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Yeah. (laughs) After I did it. Um, And, you know, along the journey, I hired employees and things like that. But then I had to be careful because I was operating out of my home. And so it was like, okay, I have to be very careful in screening who I'm going to hire because they're coming into my home, you know, where my babies live. And that's that's important to me. So what it looks like now is I probably am working about three days a week. And um, I'll come in if I have something like specific that I need to do on those days off. But uh, yeah, that's that's what it looks like. I change my schedule often. Um, I mm-hmm. always make a joke and I say like, look, like this is mine. I'll, I'll do it the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, a little bit about my personality is I'm really like a fly by kind of person. I'm very Hakuna Matata, like go with the wind. If I feel like doing it, I will. If I don't feel like doing it, I'm not. And that's the freedom that I feel that my ancestors paid for. And I'm going to live in it. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to share that with as many people as I can. And I teach that to my children as well, because we are not going to be a slave to anything. I didn't want to be a slave to the previous jobs that I had. And I don't want to be a slave to this, even though this is my passion. It Mm -hmm. really is. And I am doing my best because believe you me, when I'm here, oh, I am giving a thousand percent and then some, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I did have to understand that 
I can't just be about this. You know what I mean? I'm still a mother. I'm still a friend. I'm still a community member. You know what I mean? I'm still a daughter. I have to spend time with my family. My son is seven. I have to spend time with him. And unfortunately, I learned painful lessons along the way that literally taught me like, okay, not that you have to find balance, but you have to tip the scales a little bit. And that was just like my personal lesson. You've got to tip these scales. You can't be at work all day, every day. It's just not going to work. Um, we have a right. like a, a running joke in my, my small friend circle locally where I never cooked. And, and that goes back to like me and who I am as a person. You know, I've been married before and I cooked out of obligation. And mm-hmm. so when I was coming into this newfound womanhood and awareness of myself, I was like, you know, I'm not doing the things that I don't enjoy doing. And I just, I'm just not doing it. And so um, I stopped cooking. <laughs> I just, I was like, I don't enjoy this. I'm doing it because I feel obligated to do it because I'm somebody's wife. But, right. um, you know, when that marriage dissolved, I was like, yo, I'm not cooking nothing. <laughs> I could just be honest until yeah. I stop. At that time, you know, um, um, my younger sister was about 16 years old. And so she did a lot of the cooking in our household. Mm-hmm. And um, my son, you know, he, I mean, he, you know, kids are easy. They're toddlers. You can give them, you know, a macaroni bowl, a sandwich or whatever, hot dog. And they're, they're fine with that. Mm-hmm. And so um, one morning, my son was probably about five years old. And I just had this epiphany. I don't even know why. I just woke up and I said, you know... I'm going to cook my son um, some breakfast. And I went downstairs and I made him some eggs. I mean, it was very simple. Like I made eggs and sausage and um, I think I made biscuits. And when he came mm-hmm. out for breakfast, he's looking at the food. <laughs> <laughs> and he has this confused look because he's like, where did this come from? Like no one's here to cook this. Where did this come from? Right. He's like, mom, you made this? And I was like, yeah, I made it. And he looked at me. He's like, you can cook? It was hilarious because I had stopped cooking. So my son at five years old, like he didn't even know that I could cook. It was hilarious. Like even to this day, it is a running joke between he and I now because he, he was just like, mom, I swear. And then he's eating the food. He's like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, these, these, these eggs taste amazing and it was, it was oh, man, i mean i was in like stitches for at least 10 minutes i couldn't believe it and then it i just sat and reveled in that moment like wow you know i literally took a stance against cooking and he didn't even know that i could cook and don't get me wrong like i'm a bad mama jamma in the kitchen okay but now I do it because I want to. Like, I just made dinner for my son yesterday. He asked for some Alfredo, and so I made him some. But I don't feel that I need to do it out of obligation. And so I've kind of just taken that, and I have applied that to just about every area of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really feel, unless it's like a love obligation or if it's Mm -hmm. a matter of the heart, I'm not doing anything that I don't actually want to do or feel a responsibility to do. And it's a complete opposite of, you know, my previous life, everything that I did was what someone else told me to do or, you know, what my job required or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this right here is it's the freedom that I was yearning for. I really was. I was yearning for this type of freedom. So, you know, in answer to your question, what my day looks like now, you know, a typical day, OK, I'll, I'll wake up and I, I naturally am an early riser. Um mm-hmm. There's an Ayurveda word, I believe it's called sattva, and I enjoy like that really early morning. It's it's before the world wakes up, like it's still still mm-hmm, the night. Mm-hmm. The night is gone, but you can feel the day coming. Yes. And I just I enjoy that. I like to sit and I like to just meditate. I like to set my intentions for the day. I will do some stretches. I might even go downstairs to the kitchen and have some peppermint tea. I love peppermint tea. I can sit down and have some peppermint tea. And I've even gotten to the point, like, now when I get up in the mornings um, and I'm stretching, my son, he's like, oh, wait. Like, he's like, you started without me. And so now he (laughs) sits and he'll stretch. And and he's like, you know, in the everything's funny phase. So I'm like, okay, stretch your leg like this. And then he's like, oh, my God, mommy, that's so funny. So, but we have like our little moments, but I really enjoy that time in the morning. I don't look at my phone. Um, as a matter of fact, my phone goes on do not disturb every night at about 830 and it doesn't Same. come off of it 
until six because I'm like, look, don't bother me unless the house is burning down or somebody <laughs> is dying. Like I, I just need to turn it all off. You know yes. what I mean? So it's on D and D. So I'm not being disturbed. And when I wake up in the morning, I will um, check the time just to be conscious of the time for me. But um, that's it. You know, we'll have our morning routine. I will do what I need to do, um, and then you know, I'll shower, brush my teeth, get him ready, and then we're out of the door. We do have a commute. My son goes to um, a school that's not in our county. So I'm taking um, him and his brother, who's my best friend's son. We carpool. I'm taking my boys to school, drop them off. And then I, you know, I talk to them. I, I set their intentions for the day. You know, I, I speak to them in different languages. I just do all kinds of things. Like right now, we're on the Spanish kick. So, you know, when they get out of the car, I'm like, okay, te amo mucho. And they're like, te amo mucho. And it's just our thing. You know what I mean? Like we're just living mm-hmm. our life and we're doing it the way that we want to do it. And so um, I dropped them off and then, you know, I head to the warehouse. And if it's a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I mean, I'm in here and I'm giving it a thousand percent and we're getting everything that, you know, we need to get done, done. All the orders that are, that need to get shipped out are getting shipped out. You know, we have wholesalers. We just have a whole lot of stuff going on at the Sugar Shack, but it's all yeah. getting done. And, you know, I noticed that I needed to shift my schedule around because my son, um, like I said, I do, I do, um, participate in a carpool and so I don't pick him up from school every day so my one of my best friends she'll pick him up from school I drop the boys off she picks him up but by the time I'm leaving the warehouse sometimes it's 8 39 o'clock he's already done homework he's already eaten half the time he's already showered I mean he literally has like a bedroom at her house that's how deep we are into this thing and um by the time I get him, like, there's no time for me to check his homework. There's no time for me to do those things. So I decided that I was going to take two days out of the week, the normal work week. So that way mm-hmm. I can be mom at home. So mm-hmm. I will get him earlier and make sure his homework is done, all that kind of good stuff. Because I did notice, you know, it made a difference. Like I had to make sure, okay, is your homework done? Is this done? Is that done? Because I am a mom and he is my responsibility. And then, right. you know, if everything that needed to get done by Wednesday did not get done, um, I might come in and pop my head in, you know, on a Saturday morning or a Sunday or something like that and just kind of finish up a few little things and then I'll start it over, you know, the next day. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. You said so many things there, so many important I things. Did. Many- Sorry. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? I said I I did. Sorry, I know I talk really fast. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. You're you're it's all good. I was gonna say one of the things that you I wanna highlight is that to my single moms out there that are listening to this and, you know, perhaps before you listen to this podcast, you're like, you know what, I have this vision, you know, or God's given me this vision for my life or a business I want to build, et cetera, or, or pick up a side hustle or just try my hand at something or start exploring the possibilities of a business and building a brand. But I'm, I'm a mom, I've got kids, you know, I don't even think I can do this girl. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. You just need to figure out what areas you can be flexible in. Absolutely. You're going to have to be flexible and and figure out what things are, I guess, worth really, really going hard on and worrying, not, I don't want to say worrying as in stressing, but like worrying as in putting your time and energy into and what things can just kind of, they're not necessarily as important as the other things. And also seeing where you can continue to build and enhance your village so that you can, uh, for example, trade off carpooling days, trade off days where one week you cook for people in your village, next week they cook for you, you know, just doing different things like that so that you can start to build your business. But it is definitely possible. It is not going to necessarily look like how I'm doing it or how Sugar's doing it. But yes, you can. I just wanted to put that out there. Now, one thing you said that I want to go back to is you mentioned that you knew it was your passion. Like, how how did you know? Because I know someone's thinking that and they would probably send me a really scathing email if I did not ask (laughs) you (laughs) before we continue talking. How did you know that was your passion? What would you say? Okay, so story time. (laughs) Um, I was actually in the military. Um, I had served eight years in the Army. I had done two combat deployments overseas. Um, wow. And at this time, this was 2013, I had just gotten stationed in Georgia. I was working at Fort Benning. I had just come back from Afghanistan. And um, at the end of 2012, got to 
uh, Fort Benning in, I think it was, I took some leave and then I started working. It was like February of 2013. So I'm here Mm -hmm. in Georgia and um, I was just feeling like I had this feeling like it wasn't like, I don't want to do this anymore. It was more like, I want to control my life because again, I wasn't doing anything that I really wanted to do. And I really had the epiphany because I had to think back to this. I had to start it. I really had the epiphany when we were buying our house and we closed on our house in June of 2013. I was 25 years old. I was so proud. I was like, oh my God, I'm buying a house. It's so awesome. (laughs) And um, I had met with an interior decorator Mm -hmm. and they were asking very simple questions. And I just felt so embarrassed because I didn't have the answers. Like Mm -hmm. I, I remember she was saying like, okay, so, you know, what do you like? Like, what are you thinking about in terms of like color and carpet? And I was just standing there with the dumb look on my face, like, yeah. uh, um, I guess. And so my ex-husband, he's probably looking at me like, what do you mean? Like, what color do you want the carpets? And I'm standing there because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what color carpets I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what color walls I like because I was in a profession where I wasn't doing what I decided to do I was doing what I was told because that's what right. happens when you're in the military although I was a non-commissioned officer and I was in charge of soldiers you're still at the end of the day you're doing what someone else is telling you to do and so that was like the tip of okay I need to figure out like some things about myself and um during my service I actually did um sustain a few injuries um one of them was a TBI which is a traumatic brain injury and for me, um, it has had lasting effects even now, which is why I love what I'm doing so much, um, because I've had to I've had to grow through so many things. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell people like this smile that I have that people say radiates. It is bought and paid for three times over because I have mm-hmm. had to grow through so much. Mm-hmm. But um, when I sustained the TBI, I knew that it was something that I would literally have to fight through for the rest of my life, um, I literally had to recalibrate my brain. Um, I could, just to give it like an example, I could walk into the kitchen like as a, as a full adult and look at a refrigerator and I wouldn't know what it was called. Like I just, my, I couldn't remember. Like that's mm-hmm. the way my brain was affected. Um, I had to learn how to speak again. It was, it was a lot. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I had a standing appointment. Um, I was going three times a week for um, speech therapy. Um, and it's helped a lot because even now when I speak, like on this conversation we're having right now, you can't really tell. Um, Mm -hmm. I know when I'm either pausing or taking a minute to kind of let my brain catch up to what I'm trying to say out of my mouth. But for the most part, I'm pretty much back to normal, but it wasn't always that way. So I said that to say that, um, I was doing all of this therapy and it was a lot And so, you know, the military pretty much decided like, hey, you know, you're not as great as you used to be. We're going to go ahead and let you go. Wow. (laughs) And so, you know, ultimately, that's what happened. Um, And I had just I had found out that I was pregnant with my son because he was a surprise. Found out that I was pregnant with my son. My my ex-husband and I, he had already decided to, you know, go ahead and get a divorce and go our separate way. So Mm -hmm. my son, it was like a whole you're pregnant. And it was like, uh, wait, what? How am I going to be pregnant and get a divorce at the same time? Like, it was just, it was a lot going on around that time. But I said all of that to say that um, because of the fact that I was pregnant, I was not able to take any of the medications that I was taking. And I was taking a lot of stuff. And I had to find natural alternatives because my migraines would get so bad to the point where, like, I couldn't have any light um, oh no gosh. sound. And I was getting shots of Toradol. And if anybody knows anything about Toradol, you can only, you can only get so much of it in your body within a certain time period. And so I had gotten to the point where they couldn't give me any more and something had to give. Um, I do recall, I want to say maybe I was uh, maybe three or four months pregnant. And I'm t- like, I, I honestly, I didn't think I was going to make it. Like, I was like, if this is the end, then I hope I live my life right. And I ended up driving myself to the emergency room because, you know, my ex-husband and I, we had split at that time, so I'm living alone. Drove myself to the emergency room and they gave me morphine. That was that was all they could do. They gave me morphine. And I was laying there in the emergency room in the bed 
And I was like, this cannot be my life. Like, I did, it just can't be my life. And so I started researching just about like natural medicine. And, you know, we practice a lot of Western medicine. So I started looking up Eastern medicine, Chinese mm-hmm. medicine. I started looking up everything because I just was like, there's got to be something out there. And um, then I stumbled upon essential oils and, you know, what they're used for and all that stuff. And I love me a nice bubble bath. And so, and I was pregnant. So, you know, your back are hurting, your feet are hurting, all that stuff. And so I went to, I'll never forget, went to a local craft store and I just bought like a couple of um, different essential oils. And I started to, I like, you're supposed to use them with carrier oils. I do know that. Right. But, um, there would be sometimes, and I'm being like 100% authentic. That's, you mm-hmm. know me, Bree. Like, I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I wouldn't even worry about the carrier oils. Like, if I didn't have olive oil in the cabinet or coconut oil, whatever, I didn't worry about that. I just put like a little, a little drop on my hand, and I would literally like rub the eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. And the peppermint on my temples to help with a headache. Or I would get um, a Mountain Dew. I don't drink much soda, but Mountain Dew has the highest um, caffeine content. And caffeine would naturally help attack a headache. And so I would, you know, I'd guzzle down a Mountain Dew and put that eucalyptus and the peppermint, like, literally directly on my temples, on the back of my neck. And then I would put it on the bottom of my feet, put socks on. And it would help. It wouldn't take it all the way away, but it would help. And what I discovered was that those things were actually giving me more relief than all of the medications that I was on for, what, two or three years. I got more relief from doing that. And so the light bulb just kind of went off. And then it was like, okay, well, I wonder what happens. Like, I was curious at that point. Oh, I wonder what happens if I, you know, put a little bit of the drops in my bath water. You know what I mean? I wonder what happens if I do this. And then I started researching and, and learning that there was a whole world of skincare. And I used to be, I mean, I would love, you know, the smell goods, you know, and I had a, a closet full of just lotions and body mist and all that stuff. And as I'm going through all of this, all of these changes, I had to start paying attention to what I was putting on my body. And I had to start paying attention to my diet as well, what I was eating. And so I literally went and I threw everything away, every single thing. And listen, I used to love some of those. Oh, my God, I love some of those fragrances. But when I looked at what was actually in those lotions, and I was like, oh, my God, no wonder I cannot get healthy. I'm putting mm-hmm. this junk on me and I'm eating junk. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. So I threw all of that stuff away and I just started making my own. And I'll never forget my um, my neighbor from directly across the street. Her name is Darlinda. She's my son's godmother. She came over one day because she would always come over and check on me. And again, you know, I'm on strike from cooking <laughs> and she loved to cook. She'd always bring me a plate of food and she'd always say, we got to feed my baby. And so um, she, she came over one day and I was in the kitchen just, you know, mixing up some stuff. And she's like, oh, that smells good. You know, I have dry skin on my hands and, you know, my feet. You know, can you make me some? And I was like, oh, sure. And so I whipped up some for her. And then the next thing you know, um, someone else had asked, oh, Darlinda told me this. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I can make you some. And then it was just kind of like a, hmm, okay, so this is this is becoming something. Hmm. And then... Um, uh, she was telling me one day, actually, she was like, you know, you should really sell this. And I was like, what do you mean sell it? Like, I wasn't thinking <laughs> about, like, becoming a business owner or anything because I actually wanted to be a writer. And so my intention was when I got out of the military that I was going to be a writer. And I was. I actually was a ghostwriter for quite some time. But I was like, I don't know. I want to I be a writer. I want to write books. I don't want to, like, be a business owner. I don't know anything about that. So my first business was actually a publishing company because that's what I wanted to do. And then um, when she was telling me that, I really stopped to think about it. And then I, I would have, like, epiphanies at, like, interesting times. And I say it's, it was, like, what I wanted to do because I would look at the clock and I would see, like, 11.55. Or I'd look at my phone at a random time and it'd be 3.33. And I'd just get a feeling. Or mm-hmm. I'd, I'd walk in the kitchen and just glance at the oven and catch my eye and it'd be 5.55. Like, I was literally seeing, like, double and triple numbers all the time. And every time it happened, I would get, like, a feeling. There would be, like, a little like a little twinkle almost in my stomach. And I, now mm-hmm. I always say I feel like it's, like, a little sprinkle of God's grace. I feel like God is just kind of telling me, like, you are exactly where I want you to be. You didn't go through mm-hmm. any of those things in vain. This is why I had you go through all of that because I need you here. I love that. I love that. So it sounds like based on what you're saying and and what I'm hearing that I know a lot of times people measure success by how much money they're making, 
you know, how many cars they have. I don't know how, how big their house is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like what, what we are shown or taught in society, like this is what success looks like. If I can flash wow. it, that means I'm successful. But what I'm hearing from you and the point of this conversation is that success for you is freedom or a big part of success for you is freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The big part for me, it's, it's the freedom, but then also it's, it's being able to live in who I actually am, who Mm -hmm. I believe I was created to be. Like, I can't make that up. I I literally, I can't make any of this stuff up. I didn't ask for any of this and yeah, sure. The car, the, the house, all that stuff, that's all good. But for me, it's more about the heart. It really is. Like I want, I want my great, great, great grandkids to learn about me and what I've done and what I was able to do on earth. And I want them to be inspired to leave the world better than they actually found it because it's the same thing that I wanted to do. So for me, it's the freedom to be able to do that. You know, yes, of course, you know, it's a joke between me and my son. When we flip those light switches, we want the lights to come on, of course. And when we turn the faucet, we want the water to come running out, of course. So, yes, money is important, but it's not the most important. And we've got to understand that as a community of people, it's really about our human experience. It's very little to do with the money. And for me, the freedom allows me to be able to do everything that I feel that I need to do to be a contributing member to our community. I was just talking to my son last night. He said, mom, what does wealth mean? Mm. And I have very deep conversations with my son. Like we could probably have a whole podcast just about conversations with my seven-year-old. But um, I said, okay, where did you hear that word? You know, because you know people talk and, you know, Mm -hmm. where did you hear that word? Because I wanted to see You know, did he overhear someone, you know, saying something about the business or the family? Like, when did you hear that? And he said, well, I just saw it on your phone because on my cell phone, I have some of my apps, you know, they're grouped. Mm -hmm. And then I have, you know, specific names for certain things. I said, oh, okay. So now it's an angle. I said, okay, well, let's talk about that. And I explained to him, you know, what wealth means for our family and what is it that we can do with that wealth? And then he said to me, he said, is that why you can come and pick me up from school when I ask? I say, yes, son, that's exactly why. That is exactly Mm. why. If I want to pick my son up from school and take him to eat out Fridays at 3.30, then that's what I want to do. And I don't want to have to say, uh, is it okay if I leave an hour early? And mm-hmm. please understand, mm-hmm. and, and my employees can attest to this, the same freedoms that I operate, they operate in that too. You have kids, listen, they have brought their children. Now we ain't running no daycare, so I ain't saying that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we do have like a break room. You know, you got to be clear. We do have a break room at the Sugar Shack. My son, you know, he's been there on a Saturday just hanging out, laying across the couch, watching the iPad. The same, mm-hmm. the same freedoms that I enjoy they it's extended to them too you know i'm not gonna stop working until all of them you know live in houses just as elaborate as mine until they all drive cars as nice as mine i want them to have the same freedom that i operate in because it's not really about me it's not it's about my community and i want to help the people that are in my community and this is the way that i believe that i can do it okay so what do gail anderson oprah winfrey and big boy have in common These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross There is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP Verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Mm, that is powerful from wealth to I'm, I'm trying to pull my, not trying, you are lifting your employees up. I guess I can share this. Can I share this about the car? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not just, uh, and I had to ask for permission because it's not my story to tell, but she's not just uh, talking the talk. Like she walks the walk. I remember walk, coming across a video probably on Instagram, I think it was, where yeah. she had surprised her employee with with a car for her birthday. Yes, yes. Um, actually, there's two of them, and one's birthday was in February, and one was in March, and so we combined the surprise for the both of them. Wow. So, I mean, how many employers are doing that for their employees? Most employers, I mean, the I'll just say in corporate America, like the, the thing is, you need to be glad you have a job. We've given you a job, do your job, we'll pay you, and there you go. Be thankful that you're working. But what they fail to understand is that it's more than the money. It's more than the money. It's it's just about them acknowledging your humanness, acknowledging that we're going to have good days, bad days, we have struggles, we have childcare. We have, especially for moms, like single moms, right. we rarely get a break. I remember, uh, and I think I might have shared this before somewhere on a podcast or in conversation on uh, Instagram Live. But uh, when I was working, Kiwi was probably, I'm going to just pick an age. Let's just say she was 11. I don't recall how old she was, 11, 12, somewhere in there. And I had been working at a job in a corporate office type environment. We had our own cubicles, obviously, and our cubicles were sizable to where, you know, two people could be working in one cubicle. That was the size of it. And so I think it was, you know, how I think at the time she might have been going to private school, possibly. But regardless, you know, schools, they be closed. If somebody sneezes, the school's closed. Right. Um, <laughs> Jim Bob, you know, had whatever, like everything's a holiday. Is what I'm, my point. Right. Everything's a holiday. Uh, everything like school, oh, we got to do the teacher staff days. We're going to take five years off of that. Like everything is a holiday and time is right. off. They're closed for like five years for the Thanksgiving holiday. They're closed from Christmas to New Year's for 16 years. I am exaggerating. Yes. But the <laughs> point is, you know, I wanted to work and she was right. off that day, but I did not want to call off. I wanted to work. I legitimately wanted to work. Okay. So I took her into the office. Mind you, I'm a grown ass woman. Okay. I'm a grown ass woman. I have a job to do. I'm not going to sit there and play around. I'm going to get my work done. And that's what it is on this day. I needed to bring my child into the office, not a baby, mind you, not a toddler, a whole ass, maybe 11, 12 year old that knows how to sit there and you know, I literally had her doing like math worksheets and she could read a book or she could color and, you know, different things like that in my cubicle. She wasn't walking around. She wasn't running around. She wasn't talking. Like you wouldn't have even known she was there unless you came into my cubicle. OK, so I had a manager call me to the carpet and throw me under the bus. He wasn't my manager, but he threw me under the bus to my managers, you know, saying, wow. yeah, and you know, Bree is going against the policy. She brought her child into work one day. And I'm just thinking to myself, I know you lying. You have wow. an employee who is working for you, 
doing her job, not calling out sick, which I could have done, not taking a vacation day, which I could have done, which means my work production would have stopped. But instead of having compassion and understanding from human to human and saying, oh, you know, she had to bring her kid in this one time, or even if it's like two or three times in a whole year, but you're going to give me a problem for that. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, I will, if, if I can help it, because I know that sometimes things happen and I'm not above working a nine to five, but as long as I can help it, I will never work for another nine to five type business again, because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to my peace. It's not worth it to my health. It's not worth it to my happiness. And so all that to say, like what she's saying, like she's saying, like she not only talks to talk, with life and with her employees and her business and her baby and her family, but she walks it as well. And that's something that I definitely admire and respect and appreciate about you, like a hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we talked about that and yeah, definitely just freedom being success or success looking like uh, a freedom. And very briefly, can we talk about like economic freedom? Because I know some people are listening and they're just like, well, that's good for her that she can only she only has to work three days a week and she has the freedom to not work. What's that? Four days a week. I had to do the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like seven minus three. Take away to six. Uh, right. Yeah. Carry the one. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. So she's she's working about three three days per week, which again that is what freedom looks like for her and her family. She gets to spend more time doing the things that she not that she doesn't love and appreciate the sugar shack. Obviously, she's very passionate about it, but she has a family. She has needs. She's a woman. She's a human. There, she has other desires outside of um, operating fully in the sugar shack. So um, what would you say to that person? Because right now you do have a sense of economic freedom. Um, Is there maybe something that you might say to that person that is starting at the beginning, you know, and they're looking at you five, six, seven years down the line, and you've put in that grit and that work and that blood, sweat, and tears? Like, what would you say? Okay, so this is what I would say, because I I do understand that, you know, it's been a little while. And so now I'm in a different position than I was in at that time. Mm -hmm. But we all have to start someplace. I would challenge people to think outside of the box and think outside of the norm. Like for me, a normal work week for a normal person is, you know, Monday through Friday and you have Saturday and Sunday as your weekend. Well, my Mm -hmm. weekends are Thursdays and Fridays just because I just because that's what's going to work for me. And I'm trying to think outside of the box. And if Saturday and Sunday don't work, well, I'll pick another day. I remember at the beginning where I my resources were limited. When I tell y'all I have no listen, I have no money. (laughs) I have any. I'm talking about going to the store and swiping my debit card and hoping and praying (laughs) that it says approved on that screen. (laughs) Literally with a baby on the way, newly um, separated. Um, We had just bought the house a couple of months prior to that. So, I mean, I'm paying all the bills. Like it was real. But one thing I always said was that my glass was always half full, even Mm. when it felt like there was nothing in it. Believe me. My glass was always half full. My mindset is literally what kept me through those things. And that's what I would share. It's all about what you see and what you think it is. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. Listen, I can take, I'm a survivor, okay? (laughs) I am one of nine children. I can take $5 and stretch that thing over two weeks, okay? So for (laughs) me, it's not even about having a whole lot of money because you have to be resourceful. In the beginning, you do. So for me, as a business owner, as a new business owner, was I paying a photographer $1,000 to take pictures? Absolutely not. I took my cell phone out and I took the pictures myself. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Was Mm -hmm. I paying a graphic designer $3,000 or $5,500 or whatever the going rate is now for websites? Was I paying that person that much money for a website? Absolutely not. You know what I did when I was up all night? I was researching how do you build a website? And no, I didn't build my own, but I just, I learned, I took the things that I didn't know and I made myself smart on it. And I just kind of DIY'd my way. And then as I got to the next level, okay, now 
I can actually get a paid theme and I don't have to use the free one anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I paced myself. But in the beginning, listen, I have eaten a many bowls of oodles and noodles. Okay. A many bowls. My son knows Velveeta um, macaroni bowls very well, you know, Um, (laughs) I have I have literally said okay I'm going to go to Sam's Club and I'm going to buy the <laughs> I'm going to buy the big box of rice and you know I'm from Charleston South yeah. Carolina we are a Gullah Geechee people you know we are our my ancestors were rice farmers you know we are direct mm-hmm. descendants from the Gula tribe in Africa so mm-hmm. I eat rice all the time every meal can have rice and I'm cool with it <laughs> but I would go to Sam's and get these big boxes <laughs> like the big parboiled rice and I'm talking about we're eating egg and rice one day <laughs> chicken and rice <laughs> for two days <laughs> fish and rice I know that's right. <laughs> it's like rice and salmon, rice and tuna, rice and everything. Like I just had to be creative. I never let my situation dictate what my life was going to look like because for me, I'm getting out of that. I get to determine, we all get to determine what our lives look like. If I only have $50, I'm going to the store. I'm going to get a pack of chicken, an onion, a bell pepper, and maybe some fish. And I'm going to make 10 to 15 different meals from that $50 that I had. That's going to stretch over two weeks. If that's what you Mm -hmm. have to do, that's what you have to do. Because a lot of people think, well, I don't have money to do this. I don't have money. You don't have to have the money. You just need the determination and the willpower. That's all you need. Because I didn't have any money. When I say any money, I mean it. (laughs) I didn't have any money. None. I didn't have any money to get this business started. You know, I didn't, my story isn't, oh, well, you know, I started with zero dollars. It wasn't necessarily that, but I didn't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of money. And I had to save, literally. So that way, when I could afford that first $3,500 branding package, listen, I I researched, okay, who do I want to work with? And it might have taken me six or seven months to save that kind of money to be able to invest in that. It doesn't mean that I was able to do it day one. So you don't mm-hmm. have to start there, but you get to determine it. Your glass is always half full. When you really believe that that glass is always half full, it does not matter what your situation looks like because you know in your heart and you believe with faith what's going to happen and what it and what it, what it could turn out to be. And this isn't like the play play, like, oh, you just need the faith of a mustard seed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about mm-hmm. I have come home to put my key in my door and flip the light switch and the lights did not come on. You understand? I understand mm-hmm. what it's like when you're starting. I get it. But I'm also trying to to help people understand if you can look at my life and all that I have been through, listen, baby, if I can do it, a little brown girl from Charleston, South Carolina, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? You just have to believe in yourself. That's really all you have to have. You believe in yourself and your mindset gets to dictate everything. And I would challenge people to push back on the norms, you know, push back Mm. on the norms. You don't have to do it the way everybody else says you have to do it. You can do it whichever way you want to do it. And you turn that thing around and you make it yours. And that's how you become successful. You determine your own success. You don't let other people determine it for you. That's how you get into a cage. That's how you become a slave. When other people dictate what you need to do and how you live, you decide that. Well, come on, sugar. Just go ahead and okay, drop the mic. I'm done. <laughs> Just go ahead and drop drop the mic. Why don't you? We we had to ask you to come in here and scratch edges. We were supposed to have a nice, gentle conversation, and you are coming for our next. You hear but me? But I just oh, I just want people. To, I, I want people to understand that because yes. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be looking on Instagram and be like, oh, I wish. Oh, I mm-hmm. wish, oh, I wish. Listen, that is the devil. You hear me? I'm telling you, like that comparison, it is the thief of all mm-hmm. joy. I prom- mm-hmm. It will suck you dry. It Come will on, suck sugar. You, dry. you have to determine what you want your life to look at and you be authentically happy and excited for that. You know what I mean? My level of success might not look like the next person's. And believe me when I say, baby, I'm cool with it. Like me and my son, we always joke. When I hit that light switch, as long as them lights come on, I'm good. <laughs> as long as I can pick my baby up and take him to eat out Fridays when he asks occasionally, Aww. I'm cool with that. You know, I get in my car and I get to push that button and it crank up the way I need it to. I'm good. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? I swipe my card at the debit at the I swipe my debit card at the grocery store. If I want to grab something and it says approved, listen, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the small things. You gotta be mm-hmm. a good steward over a little mm-hmm. before you can be a good steward over a lot. Mm, 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 mm. Well, 
<laughs> I just want everybody to be out here living their best life. Because let me tell you, I'm enjoying every every piece of this life, every bit of it, even the bad stuff. Even mm. the bad stuff. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Because wow. if, if it's not going to kill me, it's going to make me stronger and I'm going to learn something and I'm going to grow. Yes. Every bit of it I'm going to enjoy. I will not have one regret when, when, when my time that has already been predestined on this earth is over, I'm not going to have any regret because I'm living and I want everybody to live. I want you to, I want people to wake up in the morning and be excited. I always say I am living the life that I don't have to vacation from because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a nice vacation, but you oh, know, yes. <laughs> I love no, there's, vacation. but there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. You know, people just, some people really just hate their lives. I don't want anybody to live that way. I don't like, it pains me when people are living that way. I want people to wake up in the morning and literally enjoy their lives. You have children. I want you to enjoy your motherhood journey. I want you to enjoy spending time with your kids. I don't want you to have the stresses of life on your back. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad that you said everything that you said, because I know that there's someone out there, you know what I mean? That feels that way. Like everything's hard. I can't do it. Everybody else can do it. You know, all all that stuff. And so I love that you spoke into that because what you're saying, someone needs to hear, you know, someone needs to hear and be able to rewind and replay that as often as needed to give them that that little boost of like, yeah, I can do this. I know I can. Things might be Absolutely. looking rough right now, but I know I can do this. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. So I definitely appreciate you saying that. Now, as we wrap up, even though you literally just dropped the mic, <laughs> I mean, you, you literally just snatched our wigs. I'm going <laughs> to ask you, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, like, do you have a final thought that the listeners that you feel that the listeners um, need to hear during their journey. It could be a book, a quote, an affirmation, something they can jot down in their journal. I mean, they already got like some excellent takeaways, but if I can squeeze out a little bit more out of you, I'm going to. So is there anything (laughs) else, (laughs) a final thought that you have? Absolutely. Um, This immediately comes to mind. Two things, Um, Mm -hmm. things that I think about, write down often and even say to different people. Mm-hmm. The first one is even the day after tomorrow will one day be yesterday and this too shall pass. That applies to good and bad. And we've got to understand that balance, you know, with life, mm-hmm. even the day after tomorrow is one day going to be yesterday. This too shall pass. And then the second thing, <laughs> Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> It's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, truthfully. I, like, I was I'm not, not expecting that. Hakuna Matata. Listen, them kids acting crazy. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. literally, it's going to be okay. And I'm sorry. I said two. I, I meant three. The third thing, yeah. your glass is always half full. It's yes. always half full. My glass being half full has gotten me through a many a nights and a many a days when I wanted mm. to give up that glass, it's always half full. Mm, mm, mm. And just being thankful that we even have a glass to fill something up in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about living in gratitude. That's why I said, even if something was wrong, I wouldn't even fix my lips to utter a complaint because I have just been way too blessed for way too long for me to even sit here and think it's okay to make a complaint about one little thing. Maybe I can walk. I have activity in my arms, my legs, you know, I have water to drink, you know, my eyes, I can see out of both of my mm-hmm. eyes. I mean, my sight ain't the best, but <laughs> I can see. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you go through the things that I've gone through, I'm talking about having to learn how to speak again. Listen, just to have this conversation with you is a blessing. Mm. It is a blessing that everything I think in my mind is coming out of my mouth and it's coming out of my mouth in an articulate way. So that way everyone that is listening can understand that is a blessing. You know, Mm. we got to be grateful for everything, grateful for every single thing. Everything, every single thing. I love it. Now, one thing we are going to be grateful for is you, you got something for us, sugar. You know I do, girl. You got something. <laughs> what 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 you got for us, sugar? I know you got. Something. So listen, I do, and I I did not even tell you this, Bree. Oh no, because because I am such an advocate for self care. 
and because I love everything that you are doing over at Brown Girl Self Care, yes. I am going to give your listeners 50% off <laughs> their entire purchase, okay? What? Listen, y'all go to the website, and I know she's going to put the information in the show notes, but it's www.sugarshackcollection.com. The shack is S-H-A-K with no C. 50% off the entire site. Like, y'all, we got all kinds of goodies. Bath bombs, shower steamers, body oils, shower elixirs, body butter balls, whipped body butters. Mm-hmm. You name it, we mm-hmm. have it, okay? Um, 50% off. And I'm doing that because this. I want people to make sure that they are taking care of themselves. Put you first. Put you first. If you are not full, you don't have anything to give to those children. You don't have anything to give to that job. You don't have anything to give to the world. You Mm -hmm. cannot pour from an empty cup. Put you first. So everybody that's listening to this Brown Girl Self-Care episode, you're going to get 50% off the entire site when you use the code brown girl. Because first of all, I'm a brown girl, so I love my fellow brown girls. (laughs) I'm going to hook y'all up 50% off musical brown girl and um, yeah get you some goodies get you some smell goods get you some good self-care items and you'll know that they were made with good intention and they were ultimately made with love you know wow Um, I had to pick my jaw up off the ground (laughs) because as long as I've known sugar I mean maybe it's happened before I don't think it has but I'll even say in the seven years six years I, if I've seen it ever, it may have been once. So the fact that you are getting 50, that's five, zero, yes. not one, five, not two, five, five, zero percent off. That Absolutely. is crazy. You cannot <laughs> find this deal anywhere. Do you hear me? Please, wow. 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 So you better grab that code brown girl and go get your stuff. Don't play. Now we, love we it. do sell out. So Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> go, go get your goodies. Y'all yeah. don't come looking for me if what you no. want is gone. I'm trying to tell you right now. Yes, so, you definitely girl. have to go. Take action and do it <laughs> now. Go support a black queen that is out here doing amazing things. Um, not only for herself and her family, but definitely for and in our community. So brown girl, hit her up with that code and get 50% off. So where can we find you? Um, again, go ahead and mention the website. And if you're on Instagram, wherever, where can we find you? Absolutely. So our website again is www.sugarshackcollection.com. The shack is S H A K with no C. We also have a mobile shopping app. You can download it everywhere that you can download any type of application from the Google Play Store as well as the iTunes Store. If you just type in Sugar Shack Collection, it's going to pop right up. Um, I believe we're the only one that's named Sugar Shack Collection in the App Store. Mm-hmm. You can also find us um, on Instagram at Sugar Shack Collection. Again, S-H-A-K with no C. We are also on Facebook and we're on Twitter as well. The Twitter handle is a little different. Um, mm-hmm. For Twitter, it's uh, TSS underscore collection. So it's the initials for the Sugar Shack and mm. then underscore collection. But yes, we are all around the interwebs. I would certainly love to connect with anyone that has listened to this podcast and just, you know, drop me a note. And mm-hmm. I still check our Instagram. You know, I'm never going to be too busy to do that. You know, drop me a note and let me know what you thought. You know, if you want to have a self-care conversation, you want to just talk about, you know, what you like to do for self-care. Let's talk about that. I love to connect with, with people, you know, because I'm really, really passionate about uh, two things. as brown girls and that self-care. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, connect with us. I, I'd love to, you know, meet meet all of you. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'll definitely go ahead and drop all that in the show notes as well as the code and the 50% off sale, which again is absolutely amazing. And with that, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for pouring into uh, the community, into my audience with just so many takeaways and just being real uh, about just life and your experiences and your struggles and your successes and your wins, just being real about all of that. These are the kind of conversations that will change lives. And I appreciate you for that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really love this. This was so fun. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) you are so, (laughs) you are so very welcome. It was a pleasure to have you on.
Woo, and I am back. Is your wig still on good? Did you, did you, I should have probably warned you to put your wig on with a chin strap. <laughs> Make sure the wig is secured while we are getting to where our bag is secured, okay? We got to make sure that wig is secure because some of these guests and some of these topics we're going to be talking about, they're just everything. This conversation with Sugar was amazing. And by the way, 50% off of everything. I don't think I've ever seen that on her site. I could be wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen that on her site. So if you go to SugarShackCollection.com, put some stuff up in your cart, Run and go put some things in your cart and then enter code brown girl. You're going to get 50% off of everything. I need to go ahead and have a look-see myself. But yeah, it's just these are the kind of conversations I want to have for F the Cubicle Fridays. Just talking about growth mindset and elevation and building businesses or side hustles. So we don't have to feel like we are forced or to be anywhere at any nine to five or feel like we are stuck or like we don't have options, baby. We always want to have options. You know how that saying goes, like when you get married, and I know this sounds terrible, but it's true. Like when you get married, how you're just, you have like your own little extra income on the side because you never know what's going to happen. I know as terrible as that sounds, don't come for me, but I agree with that. That's just what I believe. And it's not about trust or anything, but we got to have things for ourselves. We got to have things uh, of our own. You know what I mean? Regardless, we just have to. And that's why I want to have these conversations because I never want a black woman to feel like she is stuck in life, stuck in her career, stuck in her finances, and like she has absolutely no options. We got options. We got options. All right. And we're going to keep bringing these kind of conversations to you uh, at least once a month for F the Cubicle Fridays. All right. So with that said, have an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. And uh, if you need to reach me or if you think of a topic that you'd like to hear on the show, you can always email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Do not forget to go to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode and um, rate it. Five stars will be dope. Leave me a little comment. Those make me smile. <laughs> and um, I actually might read it on um, one of the next few episodes. I do that from time to time too. So now I think I've said everything I've had to say. Again, I know that you're going to have a blessed weekend. I cannot wait to talk to you in just a couple of days on Monday for the next episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. And as always, I will leave you with uh, pray, breathe, and remember that all is well. I will see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Peace.